Hey, I'm Emma, and I'm no Manasuvari, but I'm great in bed. <laughs> and I'm Shannon, and 911, I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I can't. Don't hate me. The motherfucker's concise. I revealed too much too soon. I was emotionally slutty. Okay, I'm a big whore. I think we have a stiff breeze. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you say something bitchy about someone we know. That's bullshit, Gary! Well, Shannon, let's get into it. Yeah. We'll start with our question. What was your first ever drink? Obviously, we're talking about alcohol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> my first ever drink was probably milk um, <laughs> in my entire lifespan. But, yes, my first alcoholic drink, um, official, I should say. Um, so I went out for my birthday. went out for my 18th birthday, and I wanted to have a Cosmopolitan because of Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want this to be my first official alcoholic drink. And uh, they didn't have it, or they didn't know how to make one, or whatever. Um, they definitely had it. It's just like they didn't know how to make it. Probably, yeah. Because I, I went to like an uh, like I went to an Irish like pub sort yeah. of thing. Um, so yeah, they they probably just didn't know. So I got like the next closest thing on the menu, which was a Jolly Rancher, <laughs> and I could, I I don't know what was in it, and it wasn't very good. I wouldn't, <laughs> I don't know, I wouldn't get it again. That's um, a very 18-year-old drink. I don't know yeah. what's in it either, but I remember it being a thing that yeah. people liked, and I remember ordering it. I think I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty sweet, right? Like, yeah. Or, I don't know. It tasted really sweet. The name is Jolly Rancher. I would assume that, you know, there's some sweetness there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. When not thinking about it ever since in a longing way. <laughs> Have you had a Cosmo? Um, I think, yeah, I've had a Cosmo before. And you know what? I'm just, I'm not a cocktail person. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, it was fine. But I remember the first time I had one, I was really thinking like, this is interesting that this is the drink of choice for our four main mm-hmm. girls. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was really sweet and kind of a they are really sweet, but they're one of those dangerous drinks that's also very strong. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was actually, I was just reading before we recorded mm-hmm. an article that was kind of talking about the Cosmo a little bit. And it's interesting because uh, somebody theorized it as being like an alternative to the martini, mm-hmm. like a sort of like feminine or like more feminized version right. of a martini. Yeah, like unapologetically feminine. Totally. Yeah. But um, I like the Cosmo. <laughs> I do fair. like cocktails. <laughs> yeah. No, that's super fair. I feel like I, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I think I'm just not a cocktail person. That's fair. And like also, okay, I also grew up and I feel like we always see like the James Bond martini and blah, mm. blah, blah. And I always like <laughs> thought that martinis would be like so good mm-hmm. Do, don't they like look really good when you see like someone drinking one on tv or something it's kind of like okay well this i i don't think this is a super hot take i feel like a lot of people share this but it's kind of like when you see somebody smoking you're like damn yes. that looks so cool like when somebody's yes. drinking just like you know a martini maybe a couple olives like it looks really classy it looks really yes. cool but yeah <laughs> the taste oh the taste is not and I, I do feel like there was probably a period in my life where I could drink a martini and, like, be pleased about that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> now is that the time. Mm-hmm. I have passed that time in my life. Yes. Um, what about you? Yeah. my fir- I feel like this is very Miranda of me, but my first drink ever was beer. Oh, sick. I, yeah. And, you know, I grew up in a smaller city, a bit of a redneck city, I'll say. <laughs> and I feel like everyone drank beer yeah and yeah i i was about 16 i think i was 16 years old and Mm -hmm. i drank beer for a long time and then eventually found out i was celiac so no more beer for me (laughs) yeah that's ooh, yeah i'm glad i'm glad you figured that out and you're able to leave that behind 
Well, it's interesting, actually, because people will ask me, um, like, oh, you must miss, like, pasta and bread and, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And honestly, it's, like, it's not really that kind of stuff. It is beer. Mm. And and not even, like, I mean, when I was 16, I was drinking, like, shitty beer. Mm. But it was, like, beer culture. Yeah. It was very much, like, let's go to, like, Portland and, like, visit all mm. the craft breweries. And, like, mm-hmm. when I was living in Vancouver, like, somebody comes to visit and it's, like, oh, well, let's <laughs> go to the craft breweries. Like, right. it wasn't even... Or it's not even the beer itself. It's, like, the actual culture surrounding it. Right. Which is, like, kind of what we're talking about today. Yeah. A little bit. So let's get into it. Yeah. Obviously, today we're talking about alcohol. And I've just, I've had, as many people have, like, a a complicated relationship with alcohol. And I've been... (laughs) I'm, I would consider myself sober curious. Yeah. I don't know if I'm like fully going to go sober, but I just passed 50 days of being sober, well, which I was like, good for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm also kind of at a point where I'm like, you know, it's not like I'm not ever going to drink again. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, I just started for one month and I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. Keep going. Sure. See what happens. Why yeah. Not? And if I want to have a drink, I'm not going to feel bad about that. Yeah just kind of seeing what's happening but in my sober curious journey I've been thinking a lot about like the cultural context of drinking and Mm. like how we see that in media and how also that's like really changed in the past 20 years Mm. which we did kind of touch on actually in our drugs episode which just came out two weeks ago but um yeah just kind of been thinking about that yeah and like in sex in the city like drinking is not typically the main theme of the show but Mm -hmm. it's like not at the forefront of the episode usually but it's almost always there yeah there's almost always a cool club or a bar or whatever Mm -hmm. and like somebody is holding a drink in their hand and I kind of like it almost feels like an accessory to like be holding it's like having a scarf or a a scarf what (laughs) they never wear scarves a pashmina (laughs) a pashmina it's like (laughs) Yeah, it's like a bag or a pair of shoes and a Cosmo. Like, it's yeah. always just there, and it always says something about the character. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, and it, it is interesting to think about, like, even, like, the trajectory, like, of alcohol use, like, and how that's connected with, like, how women have used alcohol. Because, like, mm-hmm. for a really long time, so much of, like, well women just like were discouraged from using it right like you know going even back to like prohibition and stuff and like even after that like so much hard alcohol beer like it was really targeted towards men right like that wasn't really like you know women were at home <laughs> like mm-hmm. cooking casseroles and stuff whereas like men were like drinking at work drinking at the office um and like there there was so much of it that was like yeah just really associated with like men same with smoking right like women mm-hmm weren't necessarily like yeah there there's just like some differences there like gender differences and like um social like acceptability i guess and sex in the city is like really interesting because it is such like an unapologetically feminine show that really normalize normalizes yeah like alcohol use like for these you know urbanite like manhattan living women like in a big city like that's it's just kind of like normalized in a way that I think for a long time it wasn't for mm-hmm. for women well and yeah it's like <laughs> I mean I feel like we always talk about how the women don't really have any hobbies but yeah <laughs> but it's don't. that's their hobby is like yeah. going out Go to cocktail cocktails. bar yeah or to a cocktail bar and like yeah it's just it's it's so ingrained in the show and it's yeah. so and you're like you were saying like it's that hyper feminine like mm-hmm aspect of it and two actually it's really i wasn't i i didn't think about this but um or i i didn't think about this in the context of of the show but i i think about this a lot like in terms of my work but like there is like a show about sex a show about dating a show about relationships like it is really interesting how present alcohol is like throughout all of that and like you said it's not really like a huge theme but you know even culturally speaking like alcohol is kind of seen as that kind of thing that releases your inhibitions like you know there's usually it's usually associated with going on a date like some sort of sexual Mm -hmm. activity kind of like loosens you up and like 
ready to to do that so alcohol even has like a really complicated relationship with sex like with dating with relationships which is I guess just like interesting to think about like the the whole scope of the show too right like how yeah how often are they on dates or looking for looking for dates looking for men and you know there there are drinks present mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well let's get into it so yeah. we're talking mainly about three episodes today so season three episode one where there's smoke and i loved re-watching this episode so i good. feel like it's yeah it's a really good one and one that people don't really talk about very often yeah. although well anyway so where there's smoke carrie meets <laughs> i wrote predatory politician he is he's so okay take the no take the no my god like showing okay so she meets Bill Kelly, while judging hot firefighters on Staten Island, and he will not accept no for an answer. And, like, she gives him her address, Mm -hmm. which, I don't know, it's kind of, like, an innocuous, like, whatever, because they're, like, talking about her not voting and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then he shows up. Horrifying. Like, absolutely horrifying i don't know how she feels safe in that situation like not only shows up but shows up multiple times waiting for her and then was also like yeah your number's unlisted like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it is so scary and you know i was looking at reddit recently and somebody had posted about bill kelly and just like i don't know saying he's hot or something Mm -hmm. and i and I was so confused because I was like, no, shut down this man. And I looked at the comments and all of them were like, oh, yeah, like he was pretty good, blah, blah, blah. Like she should have dated him. No. And I was like, Exc- oh, whatever. That That's a whole episode in itself. But yeah, no, like, we do I, not like Bill Kelly. No, I talk about consent all day, every fucking day. And like, holy shit, this man was like the definition of coercion the definition of pressure like constantly asking she's constantly saying no like yeah like i'm not into it like oh my god if you were like at all present and in tune with like what the fuck carrie was saying like you would back the fuck off like oh red flags red flags aplenty and as a politician a person of power like fuck you anyways whatever yeah. we're, we're <laughs> getting too upset bill kelly <laughs> not not on my ballot no <laughs> i will not be voting for him um but i chose this episode to talk about alcohol and this is a, i this was such a lovely moment charlotte has a few too many staten island iced teas and she reaches that like perfect state of drunk where mm-hmm. you're like just having the best time it's kind of loose and fun oh yeah and this this feeling is fleeting like this always or this never lasts as long as you want it to yeah but i love when they like cut to the shot of her like dancing Mm -hmm. and just like (sighs) me too i love it i'm like that's you know that's what i like about alcohol that's the feeling yes that i like yes and charlotte's in it and she looks so happy and sweet yeah, and that's, like, totally fine to have, like, Absolutely. you know, an evening like that. Yeah, too many Staten Island iced teas and <laughs> just feeling the dance a little bit. That's yes. okay. Yes. Um, also in this episode, the friends all revel in their own independence over brunch but are kind of overcompensating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam fulfills her firefighter fantasy and <laughs> fucks the fire. Also such a weird scene. I Where is she, like has sex with him at the fire hall yeah and then there's a fire and they all come out of the shadows yeah well are they there the whole time and like that guy's like get out of my fucking suit i was just like i would be horrified absolutely absolutely horrified yeah i mean that man like i feel like that's really irresponsible to bring your date to the fire hall while you're probably on call yes and to like have like what if they had gotten a call for a fire in the middle of fucking like would he just have like what would have happened and like what were they all doing because they were there yeah were they like making chili in the in the kitchen like what what was happening that they were just like fucking on the fire it was so weird i was actually laughing out loud when i was watching it It is a very like funny like sam moment but like when you like peel back like how that actually would have had to have happened it's kind of like what (laughs) Who thought this was okay? <laughs> I don't know. I love it. 
Uh, Miranda gets laser eye surgery in this episode, but she's very reluctant to let Steve take care of her. Uh, Charlotte briefly dates Fighty McGee. I oh forget his name, but the guy that just like picks fights. Yes. Who seems perfect, but then yeah. he just like punches. But also like the way they met, and like granted, it is kind of sweet is not the right word but like he comes up you know she's being bothered by somebody he comes up but then he just like punches that man and there's no repercussion they're in a public place like sir that's assault like <laughs> that is literally assault and like yes that man was being terrible to charlotte but it's like you don't and like no oh, whatever anyways it doesn't we had to suspend our disbelief for this episode quite a bit i think yes, agreed <laughs> yeah and then yes says no um one this is slightly off topic but i had laser eye surgery or lasik um a few years ago and this is the first episode that i watched because of miranda had laser eye that. surgery <laughs> i love that and that was really much when a time where like it wasn't common to get laser eye surgery i don't think i think it was starting to be because i remember my mom got lasik um probably around the same time maybe a couple of years later and mm. i like i remember yeah i i think it was i think it was starting to become more popular because the the technology was really like advancing i could be wrong about that no i think you're right about that but i it's just like <laughs> i love where miranda's like no i can do it myself yeah. i can get home myself and it's like you literally can't like you like they yeah. will not let you leave without somebody because you won't be able to see you anything see. yeah it was very funny um but yeah there's that episode and then mm-hmm. season three episode 17 so also in season three what goes around comes around carrie is mugged and miranda falls for the hot detective on the case whose name i forget so we're just going to call him Hot Detective, unless you remember his name. I don't, but Stevens? I... uh Detective Stevens. That that sounds really familiar. I call him, like, it, he's like a perfect cross between George mm. Clooney and Nathan mm. Fillion. Yes, like I see that. He's, perfect intersection. So that's, that's the name that goes, or names that go through my head. Okay, <laughs> I like that. George Fillion. George <laughs> Fillion. <laughs> we can call him that, too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they meet and uh, he he kind of flirts with Miranda and they go on a date. She's plagued with insecurity and nerves, so she has a few too many martinis on their date. Interesting. Martinis. Mm-hmm. Masculine. Mm-hmm. Uh, ending only with the phone number for AA. Uh, I have some thoughts about that too. Oh yeah. We'll yeah. get into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlotte is the McDougal now when she kisses the gardener. Mm-hmm. Love it. Also, we get to see Kyle McLaughlin in this episode shirtless. And he's fucking hot. He is hot. He's so hot. Yeah. This is definitely like peak Trey. Yeah. Just in, in pure physical form. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Sam Jones takes Sam Jones' virginity and he falls in love with her. Also mm-hmm. happens in this episode. Yes. It's also season four, episode 17, A Vogue Idea, which is uh, when Carrie starts freelancing for Vogue and Enid doesn't doesn't like her first draft of the accessories piece. And she's a hot mess after one martini with Julian. Again, martini. Who seems Julian, another predator. <sighs> like just stumbling across him in the closet, like down, like to his underwear, like oh my god i would be mortified and i would only like i i'm glad that carrie really draws that like boundary and is like i'm never working with you again i'm only working with enid even though she like hates my writing but like also you're a writer like have you never gotten feedback on your work do you just like send it into the new york star and they're like cool they're like great (laughs) send it off Yeah, it was it was weird. I mean, I'm not a writer, but the whole interaction seemed weird. But. Yes, agreed. Oh, well, what do I know? Um, but yeah, speaking of coercion, fucking Julian, like, used the martini, like, used the alcohol to get Carrie to spend time with him, used the Vogue accessories closet to get Carrie to spend time with him. Like, he was such a fucking creep. He was a creep. He was a fucking creep. A big daddy creep. Big daddy creep and like I don't know they just ugh, I don't know whatever <laughs> that could be a whole other episode <laughs> some bad daddy energy oh yes 
Yeah, not like pa- not like Pedro Pascal. <laughs> not like precious good daddy energy. Yes. <laughs> Samantha also in this episode, Samantha finds herself in almost in a threesome for Richard's B Day. Uh, Charlotte is the friend of the year or maybe all time when she's planning Miranda's baby shower. Yes. And I love the part. This is a total side note, but I love when Miranda's like, no storks. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, and Miranda was like, there's two storks. There's one on the invitation. And Charlotte's like, that's not a stork. It's a duck. And it's smoking a cigar. <laughs> like, I love it. Yes. It's very sweet. I feel like every time I rewatch Sex and the City, I like Charlotte more and more. Yeah. More and more and more. Yes. Yeah, she really is an outstanding friend. That's like a really big thing to to do for your pal. Yeah. I feel like I've been there. I feel like like not in a baby shower specifically, but mm-hmm. like been that friend that's like, okay, I'm going to plan everything for you mm-hmm. and it's going to be what you want. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I feel, I feel the Charlotte energy. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Um, also, we'll kind of little bit talk about in season two, episode four, they shoot single people, don't they? Um, less the drinking itself, but more the hangover. After a night of salsa dancing, Carrie's late for the magazine. What is it called? The New York magazine? Yeah. Shoot? Yeah. So, something like that. Something like that. The single and fabulous question mark, which yeah. we've talked about before. Yes. Um, also in And Just Like That, uh, we'll mention a little bit <laughs> Miranda's alcohol problem that's cured by love. <laughs> <sighs> which is so bad, but... So so terrible oh my god and so casually treated and then also like how are you like having a relationship with Che who just always seems to have like a bottle of tequila and a blunt on hand <laughs> like for every situation <laughs> so that seems maybe not helpful <laughs> definitely not helpful but you know she's cured yeah <laughs> Miranda's cured, cured. by she's love fired. by love <laughs> oh Anyways, okay, so let's get into it. I was kind of thinking about how the type of drink mm-hmm. is just, like, a display of, like, class and status. Like, I especially thought about this when we watched, um, or when I watched the Staten Island episode. Yeah. And they're, like, trying to order a Cosmo, or they're trying to order a martini, or, like, whatever. And then all they have is the Staten Island iced tea. Yeah. And that's when... It- <laughs> I like when Miranda takes a sip of it and she's like, hello, I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But it's just like there's such a difference in like where you are and what you order. And the and the friends are so like disappointed by this. They're yeah. like, oh, we can't drink like our bougie cocktail. Yeah. And I feel like there's – and with Carrie being on like the judging panel and everything, I feel like there's this sort of like – it's like they're trying to display something about themselves. I don't know. Yeah, no, actually this, um, yeah, I, I, I read your note and this made me think of another episode too where they actually do explicitly say like, mm. um, like upper, like higher classes of society, like kind of the circles that Big was running around in, like the women only drink clear, like mm. uh, clear alcohol. So like vodka, gin, like, you know, all your clear spirits. And it was seen as like uh, something lower class to drink, you know, darker spirits or you know beer or something like that like that would be seen as lower class and I think this is really interesting to think about too actually just like on on that note too like I really noticed um in the episode like uh what's it called what goes around comes around like the McDougal's having their cocktail hour and that was like I think Carrie mentioned something about like the McDougal cocktail hour is starts at 5 30 and goes until last man standing (laughs) so like that was kind of like having that kind of classy like hour people come together have their white wine have their vodka spritzers gin like whatever the case might be and then there's like also a really big you know drinking culture associated with like higher levels of of society right well it's interesting because like they literally gathered for cocktails Mm -hmm. and like you know they're in Connecticut or they're at like this beautiful house and obviously like you know, reveling in their wealth and everything. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're just binge drinking. Like, mm-hmm. it's literally, like, this thing that I feel like if you see 
you know, if you see people at a bar, like you see people in the street or Mm -hmm. anything like that, it's like, oh, that's, it's very negative. You're being unruly and you're Mm -hmm. being belligerent and blah, blah, blah. But it's like the, literally the only difference between the McDougals and like somebody on the street is just that they have money. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, it's, (laughs) it's kind of like frustrating to watch. Like why, why is that okay? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, I I think that that's so true, too. And, like, the idea of class, I think, absolutely comes into play, like, when you're talking about, like, different, like, alcoholic drinks or different contexts for drinking or even just, like, what is an appropriate level of drunk? Because, like, Bunny McDougal is, like, you know, pretty, pretty sauced, like, when we see her (laughs) (laughs) at that point. See you on the D floor, Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Drop it low for me, Bunny. Um but yeah like exactly what you're saying if somebody was out like on the street or like um you know yeah if if somebody was just like in a different context like that would be seen as like very inappropriate to to be like Mm -hmm. that level of of intoxicated in public Mm -hmm. and even like I was kind of thinking about Charlotte too like when they were on the ferry back from Staten Island and Mm -hmm. she was you know had passed her like perfect state of being drunk and was like I mean to be fair, she wasn't being belligerent, mm-hmm. but she was like kind of like screaming really loudly and like wooing and like spinning around the thing mm-hmm. and like just like very obviously drunk in public. And yeah. it's sort of seen as this like, oh, teehee, like how cute. Like, yeah. oh, she's like a beautiful white woman. So it's like, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But And actually, too, like, um, I don't mean to like deviate to like a bunch of different episodes, but um, it's okay. You know, thinking about the episode, I think actually that comes right after that one where Sam has the trans sex workers like working outside of Mm. her building and like they're being really loud. Like we don't really know if they were drinking, but like let's say maybe they were. And then that is so frowned upon is like I'm going to throw water at you because you're making too much fucking noise. You're disturbing me. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like Charlotte, like, you know, again, I I don't know if they, if they were drinking, but you know, just they could have been. And that Mm -hmm. would have been like really similar to Charlotte's level of intoxication on the ferry, which is exactly like you just said, like, Oh, teehee, like (laughs) just so cute. So cute. Um, I also think, like, the Cosmo itself, like, is obviously so, like, it's such an iconic symbol yes. of sex in the city. Like, when you hear a Cosmo, you think sex in the city. Totally. Or when, you know, if you're going to have a <laughs> sex in the city party, like, you're going to be serving Cosmos. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so heavily related. And I was kind of reading about this. And an interesting theory that the article, I think it was from Refinery29, but they were talking about how what is a or one thing that's sort of like appealing about the cosmo or like that is so well anyways like the thing about the cosmo is like the fan like the viewer somebody watching the show like that's something that they can afford probably even if it's like a very expensive cosmo and the article said 20 dollars, and i was like oh my god cocktails are now like regularly 20 dollars like i feel like nowadays the expensive drinks like 30 or 40 dollars now like drinks Mm -hmm. are so expensive this is also a thing that i've been thinking about a lot in my sober curious journey Mm is just the price and like how much money i save not drinking totally um but anyways so the thing about like the cosmo is like it's sort of like you know if you if you're a big fan of a show like sex in the city which is obviously, as I've talked about in the past, or as we've talked about in the past, it's like mm-hmm. a fantasy, like very um, materialistic and like not really real, like vision or like. It is very idealized, yeah. Idealized, thank you. That is the word I was searching for. Um, it's very idealized, mm-hmm. and like people like you and I, who are huge fans of the show, like this is sort of that aspirational thing, and it's like, oh, well, if I can go to like. You know, if you go to an Irish pub and you can't order a Cosmo, but like you eventually have one in like a nicer restaurant or like mm-hmm. bar or whatever, it's sort of like that dip into their world. Yeah. And yes. I, and that's, I think, what's so cool about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's such an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Like it, it's such, um, 
you know, it isn't like a, a dry martini or, um, you know, just, I don't know, beer or wine or whatever, even Chardonnay. I, I'm watching mm. a lot of Housewives right now. Ah, they're, yes. they're on that white wine train for sure. Love it. But yeah, like they're like, those are very general drinks and the Cosmo is so specific to Sex and the City and even just the name Cosmopolitan, like that also kind of, um, there is some like association with being like a, like living in a city, like, uh, you know, kind of that, um, I don't know. I think a lot of people aspire to to move to New York to live in New York because it is kind of seen as that like big city, like at least in North America, that mm-hmm. like cultural capital. And having a cosmopolitan is yeah that that connection to their world. It's so like so intimately connected with Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. You, it, it's it's actually kind of unique that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't think of. Um, I feel like there's very other like few other examples where like the name of a drink is like so closely connected with the show that isn't just like Homer Simpson loves to drink beer <laughs> like, like duff beer or something yeah know? like just having a very specific cocktail yeah that yeah yeah it is that yeah that is really really interesting to think about I'll have to read that article yeah I'll send it to you <laughs> And they're pink too. <laughs> they're pink. They're hyper feminized. They're mm-hmm. like the the woman's reaction or not. Like it's like a woman's martini almost. Mm-hmm. But they're quite strong. Like yeah. even with the cranberry juice and everything, like I don't think I could drink a Cosmo now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like there there's some like like again, there's just like something fancy about it, you know. Like, and mm-hmm. I think this is true of like a lot of cocktails, like the way that they're served, the way that they're stylized, the way that they're dressed. Like, I know that there's a lot. Like, there that's a big culture in and of itself. Like, you know, drink masters, mixologists, or mm-hmm. whatever. I know there was a career track for Sims at one point, right? <laughs> it is also a real career track. <laughs> well, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. But yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to to speak negatively about that. If that is your chosen path, um, but there, like, there's a lot of thought that can go into it, and I think even yeah, just for like a regular person to like be able to order like a fancy looking and sounding cocktail, it it is kind of like that easy way to to move classes almost, or to feel mm. like you can move classes. Yeah, and even like thinking about being like in that bar mm-hmm. or in that club you mm-hmm. know like I think that the context and like location is so important when we're like talking about alcohol yeah. which we kind of talked about a little bit but like even thinking about Carrie at Vogue where they yeah. have the martini and I, I actually find this really interesting because there is work culture and I know it's not as big here I know it's really common in like Japan and Korea and stuff to have like you know not only do you go to work for your 10 hour day or whatever their long ass hours are but then you go for drinks with your coworkers after and if you don't go that like literally affects your job performance and somebody was talking to me about this the other day and I can't remember why but you know it's not just the job it's also like and this is again sort of like associated with that like urbanized idealistic like version of like moving up in business or like moving up in the world becoming Mr. Big like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and that's uh just like having that so heavily imposed in like work culture is just really weird (laughs) and it is uh, so um Riley is re-watching Mad Men right now I thought you were gonna say Sex and the City and I was really excited (laughs) He, he he will watch with me, but he um he usually like rewatches like series just like you know as as he's working and stuff or mm-hmm. hanging out, and so he's going through Mad Men, and that's like also a really big theme, right? There's always like alcohol mm-hmm. in their offices, like there there's just very much like that drinking culture is ingrained with work culture, mm-hmm. and I wonder, yeah, like I think there's there's some element of class there too, but I wonder like how closely that's tied to like as you move up like the the ladder so to speak in like any kind of organization I'm assuming that you probably have more responsibility you have more stress and like just the normalization of like to deal with that like oh well we'll have we keep like a bottle of whiskey or something Mm -hmm. or a bottle of vodka like in the office to 
you know, let loose or something after you work like a ridiculously long day or something like that. Like that mm. is so, like it Icky? seems really weird <laughs> to me. It seems really weird and it seems even weirder to think like that has actually been like a really long standing part of certain elements of work culture for like a long time. Mm-hmm. Like Mad Men is just like, one example but that was like really popular in the 50s and they're like you I mean we don't have to go like super far into like the reasons why people like choose to use alcohol because there's so many but Mm -hmm. like for a lot of people it is that stress release Mm -hmm. it is like dealing with something else it's dealing with trauma it's dealing with you know the 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 stress of life or you know whatever the case might be and so um, it is like also really interesting to think about that contextually with like in the background like what is happening behind that like what what is happening like culturally speaking that like has people feeling more stressed mm-hmm. that has people feeling like this this is like a quick and easy way for me to deal with some of the stress especially if it's like work related and like even you know cultures like japan or korea like there is a lot of stress in like Mm -hmm. your job performance going to work and stuff so that it is really interesting like how those two i guess kind of like intersect yeah it's so true and i i just thinking too about like julian and carrie Mm -hmm. like having the drink and i (laughs) just thinking about like and i i do think this is like heavily i feel like we've talked so much about like masculinity and femininity but of course it's such i mean it's a theme that's woven throughout the show but like even thinking about like I haven't seen Mad Men Mm. but I mean obviously men is in the title so I'm assuming it's all the men (laughs) there are some men in (laughs) Mad Men um but there's also something really like masculinized about I don't even know if that's a word but I'm just gonna say it there's something really masculinized about like being able to like hold your liquor like because you know, Julian makes Carrie a martini and it's mm. kind of, you know, she has one and she's feeling it. Like mm-hmm. she's drunk. She's like, I'm a size two and I didn't eat breakfast, which should make me perfect for Vogue, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a great line. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I just think it's like I f- finding that balance between like, you know, consuming alcohol at work as part of the work culture, but then mm-hmm. also you know, you have to deal with the stress of, like, holding it and, like, not being Mm -hmm. too drunk and, like, not, like, keeping it together. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, like, a it's alcohol is such a funny thing because Mm -hmm. it really is just, like, that tipping point, that line between, like, appropriate and not appropriate is so fine sometimes. Yes. And Mm. I – Oh, sorry, sorry, go on. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, and I think in these episodes, like, out of choosing them, it's really, like, tipping over that point. Yeah, no, for for sure. And I think, like, that line is so fine. And it's really, really interesting to think about, like, again, contextually, how normalized alcohol Mm -hmm. consumption is in, like, in so many different spaces. Like, that's just an activity you can go do. Like, alcohol is just, like, present in, in so many spaces. And it's really normalized. Like, this this is a, a thing people do. This is whatever. A way to have fun. A way to socialize. A way to relax. Like, there's so much normalization. And part of that comes from, like, media, right? Like, shows like this where we see people, like, partaking in that, like, all the time. But then as soon as you cross that line – it's so stigmatized so bad it's yeah it's like just drenched in shame there is mm. like you know it, it's really looked down upon somebody who who can't hold their liquor somebody who gets too drunk too often like too belligerent and like you mentioned earlier like that kind of that line that that place where you're like oh I'm like the perfect level where I feel good I feel loose I feel like open and free that is a fleeting feeling mm-hmm. and like to sustain that feeling you need more alcohol mm-hmm. but usually that's not what happens you know you just like you you go past that feeling and you get to to a place where you know you are probably a little bit more out of control but it is really interesting how normalized it is and then as soon as you cross that fine fucking line it bad shame so bad shame yes shame 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 (laughs) well yeah let's talk about Miranda yes yeah because 
obviously we see this line crossed yes in the episode um where she goes on a date with hot detective yeah george <laughs> george fillion george fillion <laughs> yes yes so yeah we see miranda she's so nervous yeah you know she's i don't know I, like i don't think so at all but whatever anyways yeah she is feeling insecure and she's feeling nervous and yeah. that's okay so of course on the date she drinks heavily and gets quite drunk mm-hmm. um loses her inhibition she's like starting to notice that people around or do you think that that was like real or do you think that was in her head that the women around them mm-hmm. was like because i kind of when i rewatched that scene i was kind of like is she making this up <laughs> i yeah, i think that's a great um I don't know. I think that's a great point because I, I definitely had that thought cross my mind too. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, regardless if it's real or not, like that's that's what's real to her True. in that moment. Yeah. And I feel like that is definitely aggravated by that insecurity. Yeah, and alcohol can really and does really like intensify emotions. Totally. So I could see that just like eating her up. But um. Yeah, so she, so she, of course, he like takes her home and like is sweet about that. But I'm interested in like, so the detective leaves the AA card, which I kind of saw as like passive aggressive. Yeah. I don't like, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he was like being passive aggressive or do you think he was genuinely concerned? Um, he might have been genuinely concerned, but like that's really presumptuous to do. Like, I would be. I would be offended, honestly, if mm-hmm. if somebody just like did that, um, because it's so, it's so impersonal. It's like very judgmental. Like you know, Miranda has one date where she just like has a little bit too much to drink. She was already so fucking insecure, and then this guy like leaves a card for AA. Like, and two, like talking about stigmatization of people that like you know do have a um you know, do have kind of that, like, lenience or that addiction um, with alcohol. Like, there's so much stigma steeped around people that, yeah, that, that are open about that, right, that um, that do try to seek help for that. So, like, also just, like, leaving the AA card is so, it is kind of, like, judgmental. I don't know. Like, he, yeah. he this was your second date. You really don't know her. And, like, Maybe she did have a problem with alcohol. Maybe she didn't. Maybe it was just, like, that one time, which, like, in the context of how we watched the episode was, like, very much true, right? She was just, like, feeling really insecure, like, you know, had a few too many drinks that night. But, like, it wasn't a common pattern at that time for Miranda. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's also, I don't know, like, to me, leaving that card passes, like, a little bit of judgment that I don't love from George Villian. Don't love that from George Villian. Well, I also found it interesting, like, because, of course, in And Just Like That, um, there's the problem with alcohol that Miranda yeah. has. She's, like, you know, drinking in the morning and drinking every day and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I'm just curious, like, okay. So we've, I mean, we've talked about moments of all the characters kind of going overboard. There's, mm-hmm. like, Charlotte who got too drunk. And that was evident by her, like, hangover the next day, no repercussions, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Carrie getting too drunk. I mean, I guess she had the repercussion of, like, having the magazine cover and stuff shit magazine cover (laughs) yes um and like maybe we've seen it i'm sure we've seen it with samantha in the past as well but like the train the train was she really drunk on the train yes oh yes oh Oh, wait no that was um that was when she was sick but yes she was really drunk on the train right when she was like hitting on the guys yes okay you're absolutely right so yeah same thing it's like in public like went overboard like so we've seen this with all the characters but i just find it interesting that like they gave the plot or they like created the plot for miranda to be in like have an addiction to alcohol in and just like that like what is it about miranda that makes her more likely to be an alcoholic or Mm -hmm. like predisposed to being an alcoholic like i just thought that was and i don't i don't even have an answer for that i was just like why why Miranda when mm-hmm. we've seen all of them constantly drinking we've seen all of them like getting too drunk at certain points like yeah. why is it Miranda that's being like scrutinized for it 
yeah and like even the way that that's handled um is not really getting to the root of why that was happening Mm -hmm. i think they just kind of like write it off of like oh like you know everybody was doing it during the pandemic and i guess like i just kind of continued the habit or whatever Mm. which i think is like fine and probably really realistic for a lot of people um going through like kind of the height of of the pandemic but at the same time like what what else is happening though like what like is it just a habit or is there also something like layered in there? Because if you were, for example, like really unhappy with your marriage, you know, height of the pandemic, you're not seeing, going out and seeing people all the time. Like maybe like work is like really different, like not as stimulating, not as engaging. Like, you know, maybe there are other things like feeding into why that became such a habit um, Mm -hmm. for Miranda that it can't necessarily just be explained of like, well you know couldn't go to my favorite cocktail bar so i started making them at home you know like Mm -hmm. and there is no explanation or like exploration of why that is and like the way that they tie it up in such a neat and tidy bow of like okay not a problem anymore is like just it i don't know it i don't like it (laughs) no and especially not even just the love thing like not even just like oh like miranda like fell in love and it like fixed her or whatever Mm -hmm. like i could see how there might be I could definitely see how there'd be like an internal struggle with like figuring out your identity as a queer person, which is like obviously what Miranda is going through at that time. But like, I mean, obviously (laughs) we don't, we're like not in retrospect going to go back to that and like sex in the city, but it's like, if that were it and that would actually be like a completely understandable explanation, then we should have seen that in the whole show, you know, or I mean, not in the whole show, but like, least once or, or even just even just like you know drawn out like teased out yeah. a little bit more throughout and just like that like me- maybe that does happen mm-hmm. like when like after you know miranda's trajectory on the show maybe that happens in her 40s yeah. like early 50s whatever but like it is so abrupt and like it's so cavalierly used as a storyline like if if that's like a really something that miranda's struggling with like like let's let's explore that like not you know one to two episode arc like this isn't just like a i don't know a bow of the week for miranda (laughs) (laughs) like let's let's, i don't know let's actually explore that and especially since and just like that has such a different tone than sex in the city which really was that comedy and then just like that is a little bit darker a little bit like Mm -hmm. a little bit edgier a little bit cringier why not explore that like carrie's husband fucking died like that's not a happy (laughs) storyline (laughs) <laughs> but we're still going through that that was a whole thing throughout it's the show whole thing. like why is it that like these two side characters like miranda and charlotte and and samantha of course like throughout the series like why are they denied like any realistic like struggle why does that all get like saddled with carrie you know i mean it always does <laughs> it, it always does but like and just like that is an opportunity to break that mold and it's true they didn't I guess we'll see what happens in season two. Just a few months now. Yes. About a month Coming now. Coming up. Coming up. Coming up. I want to talk a little bit more about using alcohol as like a social crutch or yeah. like to feel better about yourself like obviously we saw that on the date with Miranda like she felt very nervous and blah 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 so she wanted and she felt very insecure mm-hmm. um and I also like a positive moment that I enjoyed from these episodes was when Charlotte was too drunk on the ferry home mm-hmm. but she has this like little pep talk with herself mm-hmm. and she's like I am nice I am pretty I'm going to get married and mm-hmm. like it's just like I don't know it's just really nice (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's really interesting like yeah I I think it's really interesting how how I guess like alcohol is like so um like dominantly used in that way throughout the show Mm. like really like heightening that sense of like feeling comfortable with yourself and and to you know like last season we kind of talked about like perception like how we perceive ourselves how other people see ourselves like that can be a really big source of anxiety for people Mm. and alcohol like really just you know you don't have to think about that like it, it kind of like lessens that um or it can lessen like the the prominence of 
of having those kinds of thoughts. So it is really mm-hmm. interesting, like how Miranda uses it and like how Charlotte, like, you know, kind of has that little pep talk moment because I think those are two characters that probably do struggle with perception of themselves. Like, mm probably more than sam does for sure like (laughs) maybe carrie does as well but those are two that really come to mind of like ah i can i can see like why you know having a few drinks might like kind of ease some of that if that's like a daily i don't know thought pattern totally and it's it's so interesting because like i mean we talked a little bit earlier about like the line like crossing the line and i think um you know when you're in that like that good charlotte state when you're like good charlotte like the emo band from the early 2000s. Listen, been on a kick recently. <laughs> Listening to Paramore. Hey, Paramore's back. They just released a new album. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Apparently it's good. Incredible. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> love that for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that line, I think, like, I mean, alcohol is a depressant. And I think, like, not to get too personal, but I think that for me, when I've, like, drank alcohol in the past it's almost like a way to like feel my feelings Mm. and I think in some ways like you know to feel better about ourselves like Miranda uses it on the date like Charlotte I mean doesn't I don't think she went in with that intention but then just kind of has this like yeah you know what I am great that like positive side but I just think it's like so easy to get to the negative and just feel Mm. like very intensely like I actually completely forgot about (laughs) the tartinis (laughs) Oh, yeah. And single and fabulous. And Carrie gets angry drunk. Yeah. Like, she gets, which it, like, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love, this is such a wild ride, this this party or this club that she goes to with Stanford. Yeah. And she gets, like, really drunk on these tartinis. Yeah. And then Stanford calls her a tartini, and I absolutely love that moment. Yes. Um, And then she sort of has this, like, wild night, and Bradley Cooper's in it. <laughs> is this you (laughs) (laughs) it is such a weird scene it that it really does like that feels like bizarro world yes and it feels almost like carrie is so out of control yes of like everything happening around her but she reels back she comes back yeah which is like wonderful but just like thinking about like how alcoholic really has that capacity to like intensify a feeling yeah you know yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've I've done that before and I've been really actually like angry after a date and then yeah. I was a little drunk because yeah. we had been drinking cocktails in a fancy place actually and and then just like showing up at my friend's house angry. Yeah. Cuz of the date didn't go well or whatever. And then my friends, like, out of solidarity, got angry drunk with me. It was just, like, a whole thing. It was, like, okay, you're angry, and you're kind of drunk. We're all going to do it with you. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so nice. (laughs) That is uh, solidarity. We we only see a couple of them like throughout the show, right? Like, right? Yeah. Like it it, it is it, actually that's um that is kind of an interesting thing about like because that's a very real like repercussion of you know imbibing too much um, mm-hmm. on a night out and something that like tends to happen a little bit more frequently as you get older like you know when you're younger you're maybe like a little bit less susceptible to to getting really strong hangovers it's something just comes with age but we really don't see that with these women (laughs) they they seem to be like holding it together holding it together like quite a lot so i also think that's really interesting that like the focal point of the show is never like on what happens after the fact unless you know it's um I don't know, serving some sort of, like, plot line. Like, Charlotte's, like, little hungover moment, like, my hair hurts, like, um, at brunch the next day. Like, that's probably one of the most, like, of course that would happen, like, after, you know, a night out that she had the the night before where it wasn't really serving a major, like, plot line for her. It was just like, yeah, that is is what can happen after Mm -hmm. a night on the Staten Island Ferry um, versus, like, 
yeah, we, we just really don't see that, I think, as much in general throughout the show. Which really just, I think, adds to that normalization of, um, of drinking culture and, like, you know, not necessarily thinking about, like, the repercussions of, of what that does to, to you the next day. And it actually, like, carries, um, or what that can do to you the, the next day, of course. Not, not the same for everyone, but, um, or that's not necessarily the same for everyone, but, yeah, with Carrie's, like, magazine photo shoot, like, mm-hmm. I think that's such an interesting choice where you know that you have like a photo shoot the next day you're like out all night the night before like very heavily drinking like but have like i've been there really like when i okay obviously not a magazine photo shoot yeah but, like where i had to be like up and early yeah and like at work the next day mm. or like up <laughs> I, I have a very bad memory of being like super hungover at a doctor's appointment like mm. just like something that is kind of important but it's like you get so like caught up in the moment or like in the in the even in the context of it like they all went out with carrie Mm -hmm. to support her in being a judge for this like firefighter calendar yeah thing and it's sort of just you know you get so like caught up in it Mm -hmm. you're just like okay i'm here tomorrow doesn't matter mm-hmm. like we're at the salsa club or we're at this yeah it's just like, like lean into it sort of thing yeah you lean in it yeah you let loose <laughs> let loose <laughs> any rupaul fans out there <laughs> will get that reference <laughs> um no that i think i think that's really yeah i think i think that's fair um but even so like her hangover doesn't like i don't know it wasn't like a really big part of that like storyline like kind of a little bit like why she showed up like disheveled and stuff but that was mostly because she was sleeping in Mm -hmm. after being out all night you know yeah big bought a winery in napa valley yeah what (laughs) but (laughs) Did y'all never go? Like, I don't know. That sounds like a great girls trip. <laughs> well, I was like thinking, and I totally forgot about the line that you were talking about, how like they only drink clear liquids or yeah. whatever. So like maybe that's why they don't drink wine. Although well, there is, they do. They do drink yeah. wine. There is the scene with Carrie in yeah. single, or they shoot single people, don't they? Yeah. At the end where she's drinking a glass of red wine by herself on yeah. the terrace. And I think we saw Sam in one of these episodes, too, like, you know, reach for, like, a bottle of red, like, mm-hmm. presumably after, like, a work day. And um, Charlotte's often seen with white wine, some version of white wine. True. I guess I've just never noticed for some reason. But, but no, because, well, because you don't, right? Because, like, wine and beer, I think, are, like, going back to, to what I was saying earlier, like, they're not as branded as a cosmopolitan. Yes. Whereas, like, True. when they're drinking Cosmopolitan, you fucking know, because they, they've got mm-hmm. this special glass, it's pink, like, there's mm-hmm. usually some sort of, like, a an orange peel, like, garnish or something like that. Um, so it's really, really noticeable. But when somebody's drinking wine, it's kind of like, ah, like, I don't know, it's, it's either okay. red or it's some shade of white. <laughs> I don't know much beyond that. <laughs> some shade of red or some shade of white. Well, apparently Big Nose. Big I, bought a winery. <laughs> y'all could have gone there after the San Francisco, like, book stop. Yes. I bet Sam would have loved that. <laughs> hey, I actually, this is, like, a dream episode of mine now. They yes. all visit, it would have to be, like, squished in, but they all visit Big. Yeah. At his wine, like, how fun. Yeah, I bet he's got a really big bed there, too. <laughs> they could all sleep they in can it all share. together. <laughs> and he could sleep with the grapes. <laughs> <laughs> One with the wine. <laughs> it is really interesting, I think, too, to think about just, like, how prevalent like the kind of normalization and messaging around like alcohol is and yeah how much it does like really lend to like this show in particular and how we 
how we see the characters, what they're doing, who they are. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, it's almost like always that accessory, right? Like you think of kind of the symbolic emblems of sex in the city. Maybe you think of a shoe, think of the color pink, you think of a martini glass. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, um, please rate, review, and subscribe. We love generosity, so if you're feeling particularly generous, smash that five-star rating. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, just, just kidding. Do, do whatever works for you. Then if you feel so inclined, you can DM us a post-it note or send us a voice memo. Um, share your thoughts. What do you, what do you think? Yes. Um, yeah. We want to hear. We do. Uh, you can find the link to do those things on our Instagram and Twitter at Don't Hate Us Pod. And uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>